La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic. Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic. Glou, 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche, ding-ding-dong. Mais boum. Hey, bonjour, Rugby Friends, and welcome to another episode of French Rugby Connection Podcast. Je suis, I am Véronique Lindieu, and uh, today I am, as usual, with Mike Pierce. Mike, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, and looking forward to some rugby at last. <laughs> yes, yeah, gosh, we've got a very, very packed agenda this during this episode. So let's get cracking. But before you start, today I had the opportunity to speak with Jan Deleg. Jan Deleg was in the French team who won against England in 2005 in Twickenham. Okay. Yeah, so it's, we'll, we'll talk about that in, in a minute. So anyway, so Six Nations. Look yes. Yeah, big weekend, isn't it? Um, I guess we have to start with Le Crunch and England-France. After all the COVID stuff has now been sorted, we won't go through all that again. But don't know, I'm sure there aren't many. Uh, England versus uh, France has been christened Le Crunch. No, actually, it didn't start getting used until 1981. But, but of course, the England-France fixture goes back... Um, an awful long way. Why is it called the crunch? I, don't, I think it's just the fact that it's always a, a tasty encounter. Let me tell you more about le crunch. Why is it called le crunch? Well, according to my friend Brian Moore, a former rugby player who was part of the 1991 quarterfinal against France and also that memorable, very brutal encounter, Fifth, Fifth Nation, He mentioned this time, he, he wouldn't call it le crunch, but he called it la guerre, the war. Yeah, the yeah. War. And yes, yeah, so, so it's interesting to know. I think it refers to the physicality really of um, of the two sides. So before we listen to the interview I had with the, uh, Yann Deleg, I managed to speak with Dimitri Yakvili, who is the player that was the man of the match in 2005 when England uh, lost against France. And he mentioned to me that Le Crunch is very, very special occasion for French players because there's always lots of apprehension because they're aware that English were the first nation to play rugby in the world. And they are very thorough. They are fearsome. They are solid. They are tough, tough and rough. <laughs> on the side and they got the know-how know-how playing work and he mentioned to me that uh, he, he thoroughly enjoyed his win in 2005 because it happened in Twickenham which is very much you know, the temple of of rugby and for some bizarre reason the English and French has have already been the nation that love and hate each other we were at war for 100 years until the Entente Cordiale but uh, let's see what um, Yann Deleg says about his experience at that game in 2005 and uh, what's happening to him now. I hope you will enjoy it. So, rugby friends, I'm really privileged today. I've been able to speak with Yann Deleg. Yann Deleg was in the French squad who last won in Twickenham's against the English in 2005. So I think it's payback time now. Hello. Hello, Veronique. So you played in the first two matches of the 1995 Rugby World Cup. Okay. So you've got 20 caps 
with Les Bleus. Your first game was in 94 and you finished against South Africa in 2005. And during that time, you played for Toulon, Toulouse, Castres, and you went back to Toulon. And let's not forget, your father is a rugby legend. His name is Gilles Delegue. <laughs> yes. He played for France two times against Romania and against Japan. And uh, the rugby is a real passion. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And he plays with Mazu and so on. But uh, yeah. fast, fast forward, Jan. So do you think the French may get the win this weekend? Because it's really payback time. You know, they got damaged by England last year. <laughs> Twice, you know, they were so close to win the Six Nations. And, and then the COVID Cup, sorry, the Autumn Nation Cup. So wh- wh- what do you make about the French team right now? What do you make about Jalibert, Jalibert or Tamak? Two very good tryouts. I think the front here are in a good period with a great generation of players. Unfortunately, the COVID problem may have broken the positive moment, but I don't think so. I think they are a very good team with young players, positive attitude, and I think it's a good time for the Bleu. Very good coach. The assistant coach were very good too for the defense, for the scrum, the line-out. All the, all the coaches are very good in France with the French team. And all the players, the new players, the new generation, looks very good. He wants to regenerate the, the French team with new players. This player began last year for the tournament. And now they begin to have experience for the team and confidence. Yes, yeah, 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 absolutely. It's enormous. Um, Fabien is doing well. And I was saying that you, you, you know Fabien and you know, and you know William Servad and so on because they were your teammates. You played with them. Yes, yes, yes. A lot of coaches, this French team, have already played the, the international match with the French team. I, I think it's a real impact because they, they knew the high level of the rugby. Absolutely, and they're absolutely brilliant. Doing, they are doing well, but uh, work, work in progress. We want to win some silver now. So you played in the Fifth Nation in 1994 and 1995 under the coach. Your coach was Philippe Philippe Scrella. You know, you said uh, first, you know, it was Berbizier, then it was Philippe Scrella, and then in 2005 as well. And your coach was. Monsieur Bernard Laporte, who is a magician, you know, whatever he does, he does it well. <laughs> he was born on the good star, I think. Let's go back to 2005. So before playing against England, you won all the games previously. Is that correct? Yes, yes, yes. We, we play England and after Wales. And we knew that England will be the more difficult match. We beat England and uh, and we will lose against the Wales. Oh no! no <laughs> Instead, <no>. the France. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it happens. So, in yeah. your team, you had Elorga, Dominici, the brilliant Dominici, and very missed Dominici, Lippenberg, Trai, Marlu, oh, and Yakvili, who Yachivili. saved the game, yeah. Marconnet, Bruno, Mas, Pelous, who was the captain, Thion, Serge Betsen, who uh, with whom I had a wonderful chat a few weeks, a few months ago on this podcast. Bonner and Chabal. Replacement were Serva, who is now the the coach, one of the coach in the in the French team. Miu Lampoulet. In the English team, the captain was Queto. You had Jamie Noon, Barclay, Lucy Hodgson, 
Ellis, Rontree, Thompson, Vickery, Grucock, Kay, Worsley, Moody, and Corey, and replacement were Tyrell, Sheridan, Borswick, Hazel, Dawson, Paul, and Cohen. So what do you remember from that game? Oh, we were afraid before the game because the England was a world champion at this moment. Oh. And it was difficult for yes. us to, to come in Twickenham. And I remember the English dominated the match, but they missed a lot of kick. And Yash Villiers scored on all the occasions. It's a great memory to beat an English team in Twickenham, which was world, world champion at this time. But it's always a great memory to beat the English. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. No, it's a, it's a crunch. It's a, of the war. Uh, yeah, like, it's, it, like a brand it's, it's, it's always yeah it's, it's always brutal and I remember having spent the match defending the English get ready lost confidence and made mistake and he actually uh, scores penalties we ended the game tired and, and happy for of course but I think I always defending during all the game <laughs> I think the man of the match and you would you agree with me Uh, it was a team effort, but scrum half, uh, Dimitri Yagvili yes. really, really put it France to victory at Twickenham. Yes, yes, because he, he kicked uh, very, very well. And uh, it was the same the, the year before in France. Yagvili tried and uh, a lot of kick, and France won against England uh, in 2004 too. And the year after, uh, Yagvili uh, was again here. Yes, yeah, that was that was exceptional. So, um, how does it feel to play against England? Is there uh, an apprehension? Do you think they're going to play as a team? They're going to be difficult to to play against. Are they more difficult than the Welsh or the Irish, for instance? I, it's it's always a special match crunch. I think it's very difficult because it's not it's not nothing. It's important. They are. Mm, great confidence with this team but this day the confidence uh, changed and we can win this match yeah absolutely so how did you celebrate uh, that win were you happy very very happy tired but happy and uh, we think uh, it's, it's a good good things for for one the tournament for the Grand Slam but we lose we lost the match and the tournament against Wall at the Stade de France Just after, oh. one week after. And uh, it was very difficult after this game. Oh, no, no. <laughs> so the, the moral of the story is never, ever take anything for, for granted and yeah, always yeah, respect yeah, your yeah. opponent. But I assume it's because the match was so so tough against the, the English, the, the perfect enemy that, that yeah, it did exhaust you in the, in the Stade de France. So, so uh, what would you say your best memory is? Would you say it was that game or was it winning, you know, the top 14 cup uh, with Toulouse alongside Tamak? My first cap with, uh, with France against Scotland in 1994. It was a, a very great moment for, for me and for my family. And for the team too. But after, uh, I remember um, the championship, the French championship three times. Once uh, with Toulon in 1992 against Serge Blanco. I, I, I just began at this moment and he finished. 
<laughs> and uh, I remember with uh, Stade Toulousain, the championships in 1999 and uh, 2001, and the European Cup with Toulouse in 2003. It was a very great moment. But we lost after in 2004 against Wabs in Twickenham. It was a wonderful match, but we lose at the, at the end. Well, c'est la vie. Yes, what, a, the, the life. <laughs> what a life full of memories and rugby victories and you lifted so many cups. Yes, I keep meeting with uh, all the players, French, international players. It was uh, very important for me to meeting them during uh, golf, during uh, events, rugby events. It's important for me to, to build uh, yes, mm -hmm. my relationship and, and uh, memories with uh, all these guys. Yes, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So two last questions for you. The, the, I'm about to speak with Fabien Gatier quite soon. Do you have any advice you would like to give to him regarding his preparation? I mean, it's not the first time he's meeting the English. It would be the third time, but any piece of advice you would like to give him? I think this match will be boring. I explain why. <laughs> okay. I think there will be a lot of play uh, for kicking play. Yes. Because this match will be closed and engaged, I, I think. But the, the English have to react after the heavy defeats. And I think France will win. But France don't want to play with the ball at this moment. They, they prefer kick, wait, and defend. It's not uh, a super attractive rugby, I think. But I think the, the match uh, will be closed. Yes, I am of the same opinion. You know, I really want France to win. It's payback time. We got beaten twice by the English. So we'll see. It's going to be very tight. And how's life now? I believe you you still meet with your former teammates, English teammates, French teammates. And once a year, you run some golf tournaments. So you are the captain of the golf team yourself. And Ian Bolshow yeah. <laughs> is the captain of the English team. I bet that McTindall will, be, will take part of it as usual. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, we meet at the golf in June in France, at Lyon. And I think a lot of uh, international players can come in water rugby in Toulouse because I organize water rugby in Toulouse. Water rugby is a touch rugby, five against five, on a floating platform. It's very funny. To score try, you have to dive into the water. That's amazing. <laughs> yes, it's amazing. And many international like Dylan, Dylan Hermitage, Johnny Beatty, Joe Rocosoco, uh, Thierry Dussotoir, Vincent Clair, uh, Rory Lawson, Yann Balchot, Simon Shaw, too. Many others are present to play and have fun in the evening during all the weekend. I remember seeing on BT Sport, yes, they had a, a footage of it. It sounds like a great fun. And when is it going to take place this year? Will it be around September, October? Yes, uh, 10, 11 and 12 of September uh, in Toulouse. Oh, that's brilliant. It sounds like entertaining type of, of play. And it's becoming more and more popular as well in France, the, the water rugby. And it's going to be shown on TV as well, I believe. So, uh, yeah, lots of opportunities for, uh, for sponsorship and, and, and so on. Hey, well, it's been great speaking with you. 
Yeah, and Asolor enjoyed you. it. Your English is very good, you know, you got nothing oh. to, to, to worry. <laughs> I hope to, to see you uh, very soon in Toulouse, so in Water Rugby. If I want more information about Water Rugby, you've got a website? Yes, I can send you uh, information about, uh, about the tournament. And the, the, the website, what is it? It's www.watterugby.com. Yeah. Okay, it's not it, yeah. water. It's water. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lovely to speak with you. Merci. Thank you very Au much. Bye bye. Au revoir. So, Mike, let's go back to Six Nations. My goodness. Yes, yes. And of course, looking back, what a what a game that was in 2005. I remember England were 17 points up, and then uh, Dimitri Ashvili kicked all six penalties to to give France victory. So I'm not surprised. That was a very special day for the French. But of course, there are other games this weekend. Italy against Wales is probably one of the most important. Wales, you know, they're two games away from a grand slam. And if results go their way this weekend, they could actually win or pretty close to winning the title this weekend, which explains why Wayne Pivac often... Teams make changes for the Italy game, perhaps bring in some youngsters, play a slightly weaker side. But when Pivac has got the full strength team out, six nations might come down to points difference. So that's that's another factor in his selection. The only changes are through injury. Gareth Davis replaces Kieran Hardy at scrum half and Corey Hill replaces Adam Beard in the second row. And Alan Wynne-Jones just goes on and on his 147th cap. But you never count your chickens, but you'd have to think this this would be a bonus point win for Wales. And plus with Wayne Barnes refereeing, you're going to get a top quality performance from him. So for once, for a very rare occasion, I'm very optimistic of a, of a Wales bonus point win. Yes, I think you can be confident unless something out of the ordinary happens and Italy wins. Well, yeah, you this, never is, the, know. this it's... is the glory of sport, isn't it? You, you're quite you right. never you, know. You never do know. Strange things happen. And, yes. then, and then, of course, on Sunday, it's Scotland against Ireland, a real Celtic battle. These games are always very physical encounters. They're usually very exciting encounters. Ireland, a team in transition. Scots really fancy themselves at Murrayfield these days. So has the makings of a classic and a French influence there with Roman Poit refereeing. So yeah, three three cracking games coming up this weekend. Let's go back to Le Crunch because our podcast is called Rugby, French, French Rugby Connection. So I was very lucky to be on the call this morning with Fabien Gatier. So they announced the team very pleased, you know, it's a very, very strong team again. So we have Brice Dulin, number 15, 14, Thomas. Virimi is back. Yes, Virimi Fakatawa, Fiku on 12, 11, Penaud. And we got the Charnière, the uh, 9 and 10, Dupont and Jalibert. Tamak will start as a finisher after he's been injured for a few weeks, for a few months, actually, with his broken jaw. And uh, the, the front row, it's by Marchand was so nothing new. Four, five, Tayo, Tayo, I can't say. Tayo, huh? yeah. Thank you very much. And who is not playing? I believe he's been tested COVID positive. And then we've got Cretin, Olivon, Adrien. So all together, a very strong vote. And Damien, Fab, Damien. Fabien was saying again that he, he wants 
the public to fall in love again with the French team. And we talked briefly about what happened last week, but they're rarely to go. They're full, full of beans. That's very, very important games. Yeah, they've been for, out for waffles for the, for this morning, too. haven't they, I think? <laughs> they probably have. What do you think they may have? English breakfast? Well, I hope they haven't been out anyway, but... <laughs> 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 yeah, so, sad, news uh, for, sad news for Villiers, who injured his hand last week, of course. The uh, the wing, who the former Sevens player who's, who's lit up the tournament. But you know, Teddy Thomas is an able replacement, definitely. Yes, and there hasn't been that much change because the uh, motto of Fabien Gattier is don't change a winning team. And I think it's, it's been working very well for him, so... Yes, they will be on their way to Twickenham this weekend and I really hope they'll bag a win so they'll be closer to Grand Slam. And let's not forget, they could have won the Six Nations last year and the COVID Cup. Another great thing is to see Camille Shah back on on the bench. I think he's a fantastic hooker and he will certainly add some presence when he comes off the bench, a really abrasive physical character. That's right. So we've got three injured players, Birimi Vakatawa, Romain Tamak and Kamisha back. Very influential players, very, very positive for them to be back in the in the heart of the French. And again, Fabien is very aware of the challenge in hand and is very far from being complacent. Eddie, my friend Eddie Jones, I was very lucky to be on the media call as well this week. I asked him whether it would be good for the finisher to start a bit earlier because they could be more impactful. Max Malins was there for five minutes and, and I've noticed that Max Malins on today's squad announcement that he's going to be starting as 15. So he's been listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> as if. As if. And of course, Andrew Brace refereeing, the man who refereed them last time at the uh, Autumn Nations Cup. So I'm sure France will be looking forward to uh, renewing acquaintances with Andrew. No comment. <laughs> just to mention, I know, I know it's a French podcast, but just to mention England's selection as well. You mentioned Max Malins is starting at fullback. Elliot Daly's moved to the bench. So there were three changes. That is one of them. The other one is Charlie Ewells coming in in the second row and Luke Cowan-Dickey ticking over at Hooker. So, yes, it all kicks off on Saturday, 2.15, Greenwich Mean Time, Italy against Wales. Quarter to five, England against France at Twickenham. And then on Sunday, three o'clock at Murrayfield, Scotland against Ireland. So, yeah, it should be a cracking weekend. And I forgot to mention as well in terms of refing this week. The yeah, actually, it was Wayne Barnes and Matthew Carley that went in the end. Okay, okay. But yeah, so... so they're trying, obviously, to improve their discipline. 41 penalties in three games, more penalties than yes. any other country they've conceded. So, um, you'd imagine trying to be tightening up on that. Yeah. So, what I can say is, allez les bleus, only two games until the Grand Slam. Yes, yeah, you'll be playing Scotland for the for, to see who comes second, won't you? Yes. <laughs> Well, we'll see. I said yes, but I'm, what I meant was yes, that we're going to play against Scotland. When is the date again? I think it's the 26th yeah, of March. It hasn't March actually has been, been, been finalised yet by the Six Nations Committee, but general census of opinion seems to be it's it's that day. So, yeah, until we hear, hear otherwise, we'll go with that, I guess. Yes, yeah, 26th of March, that's when France will be, be winning <laughs> their, their first Grand Slam under Fabien Gatier, n'est-ce pas? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll remember that all this is being noted. <laughs> and if they win, I promise you, I'll do a rendition of La Marseillaise. Okay.
And if Wales win, <coughs> you will do a rendition of the Welsh anthem. Okay. Deal? Enough. Yeah, deal. <laughs> Okay, so tell me about the uh, European Games. Yeah, I mean, there's so much to tell. The Champions Cup draw, um, the last 16 was made. I'll just go through the French issues. Toulouse are away to Munster. La Rochelle are away to Gloucester. Lyon are away to Exeter, the cup holders. Racing, they've got a home tie against Edinburgh. Bordeaux, they're at home to Bristol, which would be a very entertaining tie. And Wasps are at home to Claremont. Now, they actually made the draw for the quarterfinals at the same time. So if um, Toulouse win, they will be away to either Claremont or Wasps. If La Rochelle win, they'll be at home to Scarlets or Sale in the quarterfinals. If Leon win, they'll be at home to Leinster or Toulon. And if Bordeaux win, they'll be at home to Racing or Edinburgh. So there could be quite a few French ties in the quarterfinals. Challenge Cup, only two French clubs really involved there. Agen, they're away to Benetton. And Montpellier, they're at home to Glasgow. And they're again in the quarterfinals. If Agen win and Montpellier win, they'll obviously both meet each other. But um, Montpellier will be at home. Interesting. Interesting. And do we have the date? Yes, the 1st, 2nd and 3rd of April. So the Easter weekend for the for the last 16. And I think it's only a couple of weeks later will be the quarterfinals. But Easter weekend for, for the last 16 ties. So it's all go, go, yeah, go for absolutely. us as well. No relaxing None weekend. That's for sure. Top 14, journée 18, round 18. So Montpellier played against Clermont. I'm very pleased to say that Montpellier is ramping. They won uh, 22 to 16 and Alex Lozovsky was on fire. Then Toulouse versus Brie. The overscore was 42 to 17. Six tries for Toulouse, including two penalty tries. So, and Toulouse got uh, the bonus offensive. But let's not forget that Toulouse is uh, top of, of top 14 right now. So, very, very strong position. But Brive is doing very well as well. They are number 10 and very close to Cast and Stade Francais. So, another team I watched was Castres versus La Rochelle. La Rochelle is currently ranking at two. Number two with 59 points. They have the same point as Racing, 92. And the score was 22-15, so win for, for Castra. Unusual, I was expecting La Rochelle to win that game, but Cast is the one to be aware of. They're very gritty. And from your side, it was... I've got Stade Francais, 40. Agen, 21. Six tries for Stade Francais. Gabrielag got a red card after 16 minutes. Agen scored three tries. So a, a convincing win for Stade Francais. Agen, bottom of the table, still winless. Bordeaux, they beat Poe, 29-23. Two tries for each team. But uh, Jalibet in fine form with the boot, which bodes well for France. He kicked 19 points. So a win for Bordeaux and Toulon. They were victorious at the Stade Mayol against Racing 92. Toulon 25, 
Racing 21. All the French internationals involved. A try for Villiers. Unfortunately, he injured his hand, so he's out of the French squad. A try for Vakatawa and for Bernard Larue for Racing. And 20 points from the boot of Louis Carbonel for Toulon. Just to remind Fabien Galtier that although he isn't in the squad, he will compete you know, for a position with Tamak and Jalibet. So, yeah, good win for Toulon. I haven't got the Bayon game, I'm afraid. Never mind. I've got the score for you, 2028. Okay. So, Lyon right now is number seven. So, anything could happen between the, the mid-range table, seven, eight, nine, ten. Lyon with 47 points. Stade Francais, Paris, 45 cast so the position six which is held by Toulon with 52 points is up for grabs I think anything could happen and let's not forget that Bordeaux is number five with only 53 points so it's a very very tight competition in the top 14 very exciting Montpellier is doing better than 11 but still with 36 points so well at least they won't be relegated so yeah <laughs> which was true. a bit of a yeah, scare and one game this weekend just a catch-up game on Saturday Bayonne they're at home to Agen so yeah sort of a uh, poor old Agen yeah hey I've got some news for you best try scorer for this season is somebody from Toulouse with 11 tries to his name, it's Mathis Lebel. Yes, he's, yeah, having a good, good old time out, out shining yeah. Cheslin at the moment. Yes, well, Cheslin is still a magician. Yeah. <laughs> still, oh, yeah, yeah, he performs wonders with his foot, with his hand. Highest number of points is Antoine Astoy from Section Paloise from Pau with. Come on, give me a number. One hundred twenty-two. Two hundred forty-four. Okay. Very good. Any other business? Yeah, a few bits and pieces. Um, looks like the Lions series, uh, British Lions, British and Irish Lions, to give them their correct title, will be playing at home this summer. The matches at Dublin, Cardiff, Edinburgh and Twickenham and also a match against Japan. Murrayfield, uh, I gather that the government are going to underwrite the series in case there are any COVID issues. So it, it really does look like the Lions will be at home. And talking of Japan, they're trying to get hold of Alan Wynne-Jones and Danny Cipriani, by all accounts. Very lucrative place to go. I mean, Bowden Barrett got £750,000 for three months playing out there. So it's a nice little money earner. And top 14, another television deal of €454 million Euros from Canal Plu for four seasons so massive amount of money going into the t- canal plus. going into the top 14 yeah you say canal plus no i said plus yeah you don't say plus yeah that's how we say it in wales <laughs> well i have canal, to, to teach you how plus. to say no plus <laughs> that's funny that's funny anyway Listen, how do you say a tackle? Tackle. <laughs> I don't know how do you say it? No, I don't know this one. Un placage. Un placage. Yes. Un placage or un placage? Un, un placage is masculine. Is Le UN? placage. Le placage. What in terms of how to pronounce top 14 
team, I decided that this week I'm going to correct your pronunciation. And maybe next time we talk about Welsh team, you can pronounce my Welsh pronunciation because it would take you too long to correct my English pronunciation. I wouldn't, so, dream, uh, I wouldn't dream of by... being so offensive by questioning your... <laughs> so you... English people tend to mention Stade Francais Paris. Stade Francais. The, the correct pronunciation is Stade. Repeat after me. Stade. Uh, no, hang on a minute. Firstly, I'm not English, okay? So <laughs> I'm, not, I'm exempt from this. You said English people pronounce it. Okay. I, I, as a British okay. person, so right. let's say Stade. 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 And then it's, it's Francais. Francais. Stade Francais. Correct, yes. Yes, Stade, Stade Francais. Francais. You got it. Perfect. 10 out of 10. <laughs> and next week, you can teach me how to say that park in La Yanerine, where Scarlet's play. I can't say, but it would be my Welsh pronunciation okay. for next week. Yes, Bill? definitely. Yes. Do you have a joke for me? I had a terrible one. What do you mean, week. last week? You make it sound like some of them are good. It's sort of a joke and it's, it's sort of a true story. But what happened was, I, years ago, I, I went to watch Ajahn play. And I think I think they were playing Bézier. And we stood on the terraces. There. It's not all seating in those days. And this guy next to me had a little dog. It was one of these little sort of terrier type things. And when Ajahn ran out... He sort of jumped in the air and wagged his tail and then sort of kept doing it. And then when they kicked off, he, he clapped his paws together. And when, when Ajahn scored a try, he he did like a handstand, which is incredible. And I said to the owner, I said, what does he do when Ajahn win? He said, oh, I don't know. Hey, respectful Ajahn. Going to I was going to say Montpellier, but they won, so I had to change it. <laughs> but let's not forget they were excellent when Silla was there and so on. They won the top fourteen. So yeah, it's a, it's a bit complicated. Was there, blimey. Right now, I mean but, that's uh, about well, one of the great sides of of French rugby. And when you went down there in fear of your life, they didn't they didn't take any prisoners. I mean that was Le Crunch or Le Guerre. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, I hope you enjoyed our uh, French Rugby Connection podcast. Uh, I think we should do some predictions. We can't get away with an international weekend. So I want you to tell me who's going to win the three internationals, OK? Firstly, against France. I would say France. OK, well, I think England are going to win it, right? That's fine. OK, Italy against Wales. Who do you think is going to win that? So that would be a big big upset really because the first upset 15 Wales 8 unbelievable now, that'll be a bonus point win for Wales and for Scotland against Ireland who are you going to go for there I think that's a tricky one to predict isn't it I want Ireland to win yeah as you say another great weekend of Six Nations Rugby and thanks everybody for listening have a great weekend stay safe as usual and we'll catch you next week before you go, lovely listeners who listen from all over the world, if you could drop your feedback and rating on yeah. Apple Podcast, we yeah, really appreciate. Do. Sorry, it's nice. And any players who would like me to have a chat with, uh, with that would that would be great too for me to find out. Okay, au revoir, au revoir. les amis, et bonne chance. Bye. Quand notre
votre cœur fait boum. Tout avec lui dit boum, et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille.